0: Hey guys, this is Mike, and thanks for listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I don't normally do a Sunday episode, but I thought I would this evening. I'm in this house all alone. Everybody's out doing their own thing. I've been working on backed-up plumbing. <laughs> so this morning, uh, mid-morning, you know, everybody's kind of moving around. I had my coffee going to be just a a quiet Sunday and my son well uh, my daughter's friend tells me hey this we have two bathrooms upstairs and then one bathroom downstairs so three in all and you know it's all, all the plumbing set up to where both bathrooms both toilets are back to back you know there's a wall between them between the two upstairs bathrooms and then they're directly above the downstairs bathroom so anyway My daughter's friend who'd spent the night came up to me and said, hey, the toilet, one of the toilets upstairs isn't flushing. I'm like, okay. So I went to check it. um, And sure enough, it wasn't flushing. And I tried the other one upstairs. And sure enough, that one wasn't flushing. So I, I gave it a little bit, tried plunging it. It's like, okay, sometimes this just goes away. You know, I didn't really worry about it or anything. And then my son comes running upstairs hey dad there's water coming down the walls downstairs <laughs> in the bathroom so i went down to check and I, i've never seen that where you have the two clogged toilets both clo- toilets are clogged uh and then there's leaking water leaking from down da- upstairs into the downstairs bathroom coming down the walls you could imagine the water right if you know i'm assuming it's it's Pretty sure it was the water from the clogged toilet area. But so anyway, I'm telling you all this to to get to my point that I noticed today and I like noticing these things so I can share them with you. Not that I enjoy, you know, things like this happening so I can share them with you, but I enjoy noticing anything that uh, happens within me that I can then turn around and share it with you. Uh, I noticed that in the past when this has happened... Now, this house is like 40, almost 50 years old. So it's got a lot of old parts in it. Uh, it doesn't mean I it things to go wrong and plumbing to get clogged up and weird things like clogged, both bathrooms uh, not draining and then leaking into the downstairs bathroom. Anyway, in the past when things like this have happened... <clears throat> My day would have been ruined, and then the day of uh, my family's day would have been ruined because of my mood, the mood I would have been in. I would have been in an awful mood, grouchy, cursing, throwing stuff, breaking more things, you know, and just full of worry and doubt, worry, you know. How are we going to pay for this? we got to get a plumber on a Sunday? How are we going to do this? They charge so much on on weekends. No, plumbers, they charge so much all the time. It's a racket. They're trying to steal my money. I wonder if I should call insurance. We don't call insurance because, you know, deductible is so high. If you make a claim, then you're going to have your rates raised. You know, I would have dwelt on those kind of things. And then all the, just the, I would have been mad at myself. You know what kind of dad are you to have a house this old that has stuff like this? I know that sounds kind of crazy, probably to you, and it does to me now. But that's where my thoughts used to go, you know. And then, and then just, just mad and angry, and how you know worried about lack because now we got to spend more money on this. Why can't we have the new house we want? You know all of these things, and it just would have ruined my day. Would have ruined my family's day. When I noticed that I didn't have that kind of day, I didn't react like that. I didn't get angry or throw anything. I, didn't, I re- didn't really go down the rabbit hole of all the negative thoughts that I used to. And my kids didn't, in the past, they would have scattered, you know, they would have avoided me throughout the day, fearing me lashing out at everybody. And You know, you know how that is, you know, when somebody's mad in the family, stay away from them, shh because that's how I used to be, but they didn't do that. So they didn't react, they weren't even expecting that kind of behavior from me. And because I'm not dwelling in that old state, I'm not that guy anymore. And this I thought was a cool example of how once you, when you're truly dwelling in a new state, whether it's good or bad, what you experience, your thoughts and your reactions do change. And then how people treat you and how you see people, that changes too, to fit the state you're in. And so I loved noticing that, that how me dwelling in a new state, I'm not dwelling in the old state of worry and lack and self-doubt because that the thoughts and reactions that I used to have in a situation like this came from the state I was living in. And that old state, that old man is buried. So this new me, this new state in which I'm dwelling, who and what I am conscious of being doesn't have those types of reactions and thoughts of, and all this negative junk and going down these rabbit holes of fear and doubt and lack it's good because when you dwell on those things i know for me when i've dwelt on those types of negative things and given given the meaning giving them truth now here's what it is so this is what's true then that's what i would have continued to experience Uh, Uh, yeah it's not fun having clogged plumbing it's still weird though with the with the water coming down but I, my reactions to that situation were completely different. Uh, like I've talked, used the example before when you're trying to explain moving states, your state of mind, moving in consciousness. It's like looking out your one room, your current state, looking out the window and seeing the lawn and the trees and the street, maybe your car in the driveway. And then you move states, just like moving to another room in your house. And you look out the window from a different point of view, a different perspective, a different way of seeing things. And you see the lawn, the street, the car. You see similar things, but how you see them is different. You're seeing them from a different point of view, for different, a different concept of self. Everything we experience, every circumstance, we have it at every moment. We can decide what meaning to give it. And in this case, with the plumbing today, I could have given it all, given it all kind of negative meaning, just awful. Like this is bad. This means I'm bad. This means I'm not doing something right, which I've done in, in the last couple of years since I've been studying. Uh, the power of imagination, and Neville Goddard and other great teachers. I would have beaten myself up. I would have given meaning to it. Uh, I would have decided, well, this happened, which means I'm not successful in my, you know, endeavors with living in imagination. Because why would I imagine this up? And then I would have sort of beating myself up because I'm not successful in imagining enough money to pay for a plumber on, you know, on a Sunday rates, you know, that, those kind all these things I would have beaten myself up. I would have given all this meaning to just a simple clogged uh, pipes. But anything in your life, you have the choice of what it's going to mean to you and you can take all the wind out of it by changing the meaning you give it. For me, even though I worked on the problem, the plumbing all for most of the day today, it didn't mean what it used to mean to me. It didn't mean that I was a failure, that I was screwing things up. We've I've talked about this before, and Neville's talked about it, and so many people have talked about it. How regardless of the situation, whatever your your circumstances, don't take your cue from that. Neville talks about it quite often. He's, you know, when he'll bring up examples of people. That had told him about their limits, their limitations, their race, their sex, their financial situation—all these things—and he, sometimes he would just simply tell them, "Don't accept it. Don't accept it." And I'm sure some people, you know, wanted him to say more to them. They wanted to tell their, you know, suck story to him and get a little more from him, maybe some pity but simply don't accept it. And so that's what I did today. You know, even though, yeah, I didn't want to spend a Sunday doing this, I didn't at any point give it any negative meaning. I didn't accept it as meaning anything that I did wrong. It just was, I didn't judge it. Because when we judge something, we're limiting it. We're limiting ourselves. We're placing limits on it. So when we say something is bad, this is bad. Why is it bad? That's what I do. I ask myself that. Okay, why am I feeling this is bad? What am I I believing about myself? Why do I believe this circumstance means anything to me? Why does that have to indicate any lack on my part? So today, I just chose to give it no judgment. It just is. It's not a bad thing. It's not a wonderful thing. It just is. Not worrying about what's going to be needed to take care of it. I've already imagined everything done. I know regardless of the steps it takes to get to that point, I've already seen the end. Like the Bible says, uh, Ezekiel? Or is it Isaiah? Isaiah I declare the end from the beginning. In imagination, we all do that. Whatever we're assuming about ourselves, whatever we're conscious of being, is declaring the end. We're declaring the end in consciousness because that's where reality is. That's what's real. Just as real as what you can physically touch because this. What you can physically touch, your outside circumstances, or what you are experiencing in co- consciousness. They're together, like interlocked fingers, I like to think of it as that everything I'm experiencing physically is what I'm conscious of already. Now I'm not always a, I didn't imagine a, a toilet, a clogged pipe situation. And I'm not, I don't need to analyze that and go into a way. How did I imagine this up? How, do, what did I do? Where was I, did I fall into doubt or get mad at somebody? Is it because I didn't go to church this morning? <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, there's no need to go back and try to analyze it and figure out what did I do wrong? Where did I, how did I, how did I become conscious of having clogged pipes? No, I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to keep looking back and trying to fix. Find things now. Sometimes when something comes up that I'm experiencing, I I know immediately. Uh, I'm noticing more and more now. I can easily point out when I planted that seed. Not always, but it's becoming more uh, apparent to me when things happen. I can a lot of times. I can I'll say, oh, okay, yeah. I remember when I did that. But I don't beat myself up about that either anymore. There's no need to. Because whatever I'm continually focused on, whatever I'm putting my attention on, that's what I'm going to continue experiencing. If I'm aware of lack and failure and and slip-ups, and I give that truth, then I'll continue to experience that. Once you start changing the meaning and not accepting what you see in the physical world as the done deal, the absolute truth and start stop giving that truth and giving all the truth and the trust to your own imagination, to your consciousness, your I am. I am what? Who are you? Who do you want to be? So it doesn't matter if the house isn't the way you're the house you're currently in isn't the house you've imagined you know your dream home the one you know you have because you've walked through it you've turned the fire on on the gas range in your brand new kitchen all of these things you've done just because you walk out of your bedroom tonight and it's not that house doesn't mean that the house you've already created in imagination isn't your house If a doctor's diagnosis or you go back, you know, you're sick. You really want to be healed. You want to be healthy. And so you're, you've been bringing up all these feelings of health. You feel good. You've got a good prognosis, a good or no more diagnosis that you're all better. Whatever you, whatever you're feeling, you just want to not be sick anymore. And. So the doctor, you go in for a checkup this week and nothing's changed, or even if maybe something a, di- a report is worse on a blood test. Don't di- give that meaning. Don't accept that as final. No circumstance is final. None whatsoever. I was permanently brain damaged. Lesions in the brain, stuck in a wheelchair. And if I could get up out of the wheelchair, I used crutches. Every muscle I, you could, uh, one could normally control, I would lose control of, which made going to the bathroom, trying to make it to the bathroom exciting. <laughs> but, uh, so if I, mean, I can tell you with certainty that nothing is permanent in this physical world. Everything can change in a moment. And it really does. Once you are conscious of being this new person, or this experiencing this new thing, Neville would say, once you're, you've assumed it to be true, or once you've entered imagination and felt the reality of it, that the seed is planted. And I agree with him Completely. Because like the Bible says, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, whatever you ask for in prayer, in imagination, whatever you desire, be believing you have received it and you will. You could take really that one verse. I think I've said this before, you know, this verse, you could take the get rid of the whole Bible and just keep this one verse. There's a bunch of those I've found. <laughs> but this verse for me, it's like, Okay, well, there it is right there. I know that prayer is motion toward a session to. So I'm moving in imagination. Whatever I want, whatever I desire, move into that new state in imagination. And the Bible says, all I have to do is continue believing that I've received it and I will. Not believe you did it and then, you know, go back into your the worrying about everything throughout the day, what Neville would say, you're, you've gotten out of the state of the wish fulfilled. You know, Neville always talks about living in the end. Well, that's what that verse is talking about too. Whatever you've mo- moved an imagination toward, whatever you've asked for in prayer, continue believing. Be believing you have received it and you will. Continue living in the end like Neville says. Persist, continue existing in that new state, whatever it is, regardless of what the circumstances. For me, this is a great reminder today, and I love noticing it, how I've moved. how I'm not that old guy anymore, that old crabby, down in the dumps, dad. I could easily move I could move back into a sucky state like that. We all can. but we can just as easily move into a new wonderful state of being. Everything is possible. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed your uh, weekend. Oh, I do want to say congratulations to my son's girlfriend, Emily Brett, who was the Southwest Louisiana Mardi Gras Queen this past year for 2019. And she just gave up her crown, but yet she went to compete in Lafayette, Louisiana tonight and was crowned Louisian- Miss Louisiana Mardi Gras. So congratulations, Queen Emily Britt. We're so happy for you. All right, guys, shoot me an email, feelingtwisty at gmail.com. Or find me on Instagram at Feeling Twisty or Facebook at Feeling Twisty. Yeah. Um, I somehow made two a- an accidental account for Feeling Twisty, but it's the one that's Feeling Twisty podcast. So find me on there too. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I know you will. This is Feeling Twisty.